stories here to tell. Feed the fire, merry meet, dare to more than dabble. All are welcome at our hearth for a little bonfire babble. Bonfire babble. Hello, listeners. We just wanted to say a huge shout out thank you to all of our patrons over on our Patreon. But the ones we have permission to shout out by name and say thank you to are Kaylin, Jen, Tanya, Sarah, Bridget, Cassie and my mom. <laughs> Thank you Thanks, so mom. much. Thanks, mommy. Thank we you all love so you. much for your support. We are loving you all and love creating this content for you. We do send you some messages, and I was told by one of our patrons that it's not automatically notifying you. So check your messages from us and let us know what content you are liking and what you'd like to see more of. And any suggestions that you have. And if you haven't joined us on Patreon yet, we'd love to see you over there. We'd love to have you around that particular side of the bonfire. Thank you all so much. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. And Corey is just adorable right now. <laughs> I'm eating so many Christmas cookies. <laughs> but, but... It's just like, if you could just see the cute little way, it's like a little squirrel or a little toddler girl who's got a cookie in front of her mouth that she's eating very gently, genteel. <laughs> it's a good cookie. It's an yeah. almond cookie. It's my Aunt Linda's recipe. It's the best cookie in the world. And it looks very Yule-like dare I say, mm -hmm. which is what we're talking about today, uh, about a week or so before Yule. I'm so very excited to talk about this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it was a Me wreath too. with a little ribbon on it. Sorry for the mouth noises, <laughs> but cookies are the best. I'll pull them down. I'll pull them down. <laughs> or maybe I will put in sound effects that <laughs> just me chomp, chomp, chomping on chomp, 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 chomp. <laughs> I'm very in the spirit today. I've yeah. got my Santa Claus mug. Yes, you do. It's so beautiful. I've got my Christmas cookie stash. I'm wearing my pajamas. <laughs> there we go. Which just it. screams Christmas to me. I'm excited today. I feel today, I think about how you felt the last time we recorded about your spark. I'm like, um, we need to get through the episode because I have to talk about my spark. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm I excited to hear about it. This is yeah. not our first Yule episode. No, it's not. This is like our third Yule episode. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I feel like we did one for the Wheel of the Year series, and then we did one for right. Yule, and then we're doing another one for Yule. Well, yeah, because you can't get enough Yule. And as a matter of fact, if you listen to that Witch Life, which you're going to hear about them this episode and next episode just a little bit, but I did a guest spot with them on Yule. I have no idea how I sound. I have no idea if I make any sense whatsoever on their podcast. We I'm will sure find out. We will sure find out. There were a couple sentences I know that I reflected on that uh, I did not finish <laughs> those sentences. Let's see if that makes it into their cut. <laughs> it's also made me realize what a control freak I am. What? Me? <laughs> no. Know. No, not at all. That's yeah. just silly. <laughs> but yeah, never. so I don't. So that's my way of saying I don't know that. 
we can talk enough about Yule. And one podcast will not do it. And there are several witches out there talking about Yule and talking about winter solstice, which I will also mm-hmm. talk about because that's what I celebrated for a long time, way before Yule. Mm-hmm. What about you? I started celebrating, I could sort of conflating the winter solstice and Yule mm-hmm. just because... Yule is easier to say. <laughs> uh, it's shorter. But it's also like, yeah, it's short, but also like, I'm not a Christian. So like I celebrate Christmas in a largely the same way I celebrate Thanksgiving because I don't approve of Thanksgiving's origins, uh, but I do approve of chilling with family and eating a lot. And I love to give gifts. Like that's my jam <laughs> is to give oh. gifts. So it's like... <laughs> peak holiday for me so but i celebrate christmas in a way that is like the winter festival like time to give kind Mm -hmm. of holiday i love that meme also i like the twinkly lights oh i love oh yeah the especially here in the northwest and those of you up there in alaska i'm feeling you right now well no i actually can't even imagine so dark so 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 dark but the we turn our lights on at like three o'clock in the afternoon yeah and you know our outside lights are just on all day yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i'm the one who turns them off sometimes because we have this twinkly one that just like if i look at it too long i am gonna start to just like yeah but uh, but i do love them all it's it's those lights are really important bringing back the light yeah seeing the light in the dark there's also something so sparkly and happy about them yeah you know like they're just you can't look at a light display and be like pissy about it (laughs) like you just can't you have to look at it and go oh that's so pretty (laughs) and if you can i want to hug you of course if you can look at one and think that then you probably don't want me to hug you but there you go i like but also come get a cookie around yeah oh yeah come get a cookie from Corey. I like the meme that's going around that says Christmas, where all other religions forget their holidays and celebrate in the old pagan way. And and there's a Christmas tree <laughs> in that picture and all these things that have been adopted in modern day Christmas. We are going to dip our toes into the library for just a couple of moments. So let's head on out there. All right, I have the library today. So the first thing I want to say is head back to our other Yule episodes that Corey already mentioned. If you are unfamiliar with the holiday and unfamiliar with winter solstice, I'm going to give a very brief overview. Yule and winter solstice are fire festivals. Candles are good and fun to have around, and we'll talk more about our traditions when we get out to the bonfire. But The entire season is about returning the light, the sun coming back, transformation, and we have this great pagan story. Holly King and the Oak King fighting for power because the Oak King is about to die and the Holly King is about to reign through winter until midsummer. I have moved into wanting to create a story of 
peaceful transference of power for obvious reasons, but that's not the lore, and you can find a lot of stories about the Holly King and the Oak King online. And with that in mind, if you have energy and time, you might want to head over to Learn Religions. There is a page that I'm going to link in the show notes, and Corey will put it in the Instagram, that has All these articles on Yule, if you have time to do a deep dive, you can head in and you can see a couple of the different fables and folklore around them. One of my favorites is the mistletoe, as that is a symbol of the season as well. And the mistletoe and oak tree date back to Druidic times. To the Druids, there's a lot of writing and folklore around those specifically. But if you're looking for a theme, It is fire and welcoming back the sun, S-U-N. But here's the other thing that I wanted to come into the library about. Yule, as well as Christmas, kind of adopted this as well, because we were at the height, so to speak, the zenith of the darkness, this time of year inevitably had ghost stories. This entire time is also about transformation. That's as much as I'm going to say about it because we talk a little bit about it at the bonfire. And I want to give you some resources because I'm going to tell you to go check out Persephone and Hades' story. And I want to give you a couple of resources where you can do that. Of course, you can go to Learn Religions. There is a specific, a couple of specific articles on Pathos. Tea Addicted Witch, Descent and Ascent, Persephone Claiming Her Throne at Samhain. But she has claimed her throne and is in the height of it right now. And a lot of people will do work with the underworld right now, if not on Yule, uh, before Yule and after Yule, because we're still in the heart, so to speak, of winter at least in the Northern Hemisphere. I know our Southern Hemisphere people are doing something a little bit different. Like I said, next year we're going to address that because I've ordered an almanac for the Southern Hemisphere, so we'll be more on top of it come January. Another article on Pathos is Starlight Witch, Springtime Can Wait, A Love Story with Persephone and Hades. And if you're into musicals, I really want to encourage you to check out Town. You might really love it. It has a slight twist to it. And remember that Persephone also has that relationship with Demeter and also with Hecate because of Demeter. And those allegories, those stories, the folklore around them, what we know about them, that helps inform our witchcraft working. So that's why all these stories are important. If it interests you at all, because Persephone's fruit is the pomegranate, is to check out a little bit about the pomegranate tree. This is going a little bit Middle Eastern, Iran, Himalayas, India. That's where the pomegranate originated. If that is a little too Abraham's tribe based for you, then It might not interest you, but I think it influences, and when I say it, I mean the Jewish Kabbalah and a lot of those stories and myths really influence our modern day witchcraft. So pomegranate might be a fun thing to include in your meal, this Yule, or including your decorations. It's absolutely beautiful and tasty. And that's what I had to say about that before we head out to the bonfire. If you're part of 
I was going to say, if you're part of the Patreon, speaking of pomegranate, um, the potion maker tier, the recipe you got this month has pomegranates in it. Oh, that's right. Number, number, numbers. But if you haven't, go ahead and check into those myths and and we'll talk about, let's meet back here same time next year and we will do a deep dive and talk about them. Oh my God, I just committed Mm -hmm. to something (laughs) a year in advance. So I'm into it. Let's go ahead and head out to the bonfire then. Mm hmm. All right, Corey, I am really excited to hear what you have to say. But if you want me to go first, I'm happy to do that as well. I'll go first. Yeah, go for it. Because I had a plan. I had a plan coming into today, Dada. It was such a good plan. I like your plans. It combined things that I like and I enjoy. And I wanted to talk about the way that Yule is portrayed in media. Okay. (laughs) What happened? (laughs) No. So, I've decided to lean into the frustration I experienced researching this. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, do tell, do tell. So, I was looking and looking and looking and searching and searching and searching online, scholarly articles, everywhere I could. And the overwhelming truth is that people just interchange the words Yule and Christmas. Yeah, all over the place. Everywhere. Meaning that it is impossible, unless you're familiar with movies off the top of your head that contain Yule celebrations, it is impossible to find a list of them, or an exploration of them, or anything. All I could find was, you'll want to watch these movies, top six Christmas films. Like, I wanted to tear my hair out. The only movie I can think of off the top of my head that has actually the word Yule in it is Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Oh my gosh. And the Yule Ball. Yeah. And the Yule Ball, which means nothing. It's nothing. That's my favorite Harry Potter movie. It's literally a Christmas dance. Yeah. The word Yule here means nothing except that they're witches and wizards, right? There's no, like, specific, there's a Yule log, and we're gonna light a bonfire, and, like, there's nothing. There's nothing. It's literally just, this is a Christmas dance that we're calling the Yule Ball because it sounds pagany. That is the overwhelming majority of what I could find. Like, I couldn't mm. find anything that was, like, I saw a lot of lists that were, like, pagan-friendly Christmas movies, and I was like, that does not compute. What are you talking about? And like, like it was just very, very difficult and frustrating for me to find Yule in media. So wow. that's kind of like what I'm bringing to the table today is that, is that Yule and Christmas have become so interchangeable to the public at large mm-hmm. that it's very difficult to find Yule represented in anything. Here is what I hear you saying. I hear you issuing a challenge to the world to finally get your shit together and go out and make (laughs) some Yule movies and write some Yule books. And and there are some. There there are some. There are some great kid ones, actually. Those are what I could find. Those are what I could find was like just a couple of really great like we celebrate Yule kind of kitty books, mm-hmm. which is like so great. I read an infograph one time that was like, 
there are over 200 holidays between November 1st and January 30th. Yeah, so many. Like, let's stop treating Christmas like the default. And, like, to your point about that meme, that's like all the other Mm -hmm. holidays take a back seat to this big Christmas thing. Oh my gosh. What's going on? She's freaking out. (laughs) His name is Bemo the Prince. He is on TikTok and he is absolutely genius. He plays God, and a couple of his characters are when he's interviewing for the new position of 2022 and the people who are applying. I know a couple people who play, like, God and gay Jesus and everything. He's the best because he is God. No, I know. Oh, okay. (laughs) No, I don't know. (laughs) But he is so freaking funny. He does this great thing where he's in a Hanukkah sweatshirt. It's all about the fact that Christmas tries to overwhelm all the other holidays. It's just he is hysterical. I love him so much. Happy, I'm late for the last night of Hanukkah, but happy, it was the 28th through the 6th, right? Yeah, I think so. I'm so bad. Yeah. I'm a bad Jew, everyone. I hope everyone. that all y'all who I don't celebrate, but I love making latkes. Looking forward to that. I'm just going to make them late. For me, that oil is going to have to really stretch. <laughs> but I hope that all of you who, all of our Jewishes out there who celebrated Hanukkah had a great Hanukkah and that you're coming into this yeah. distinctly different holiday that is Yule or the winter solstice or Christmas, if that's what you celebrate. <laughs> um, but just know that we know that they're different. <laughs> they are. On a lighter note, different. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be cooking a lot. I'm gonna try really hard to make a Yule log. Mm. Not to get into it, but my attention is really divided right now. I've got some family stuff going on, so a lot of my normal practice stuff is kind of uh, taking a back seat. But I'm going to try to make a Yule log. And my sister came over yesterday and we made like 200 Christmas cookies, which was so fun. Woo-hoo. I'm going to I'm gonna have a very chilled out Yule this year, kind of like last year, where it was just like very small and private. Yeah. I'm going to make use of some of those fallen branches in my backyard. Well, that's what I'm doing nice. this afternoon is I, I went by our old property a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I have a doctor that I still go to up in our old neighborhood, and I just drove by. Between our old property where we used to live and our neighbor's old property, there were five cedar trees, and one of them was on our property. They cut it down, and it looks like it was really recent because there was still some stuff in the backyard, and there was still some stuff in the alley. And some of the stuff in the alley were definitely branches that had been cut from that particular tree. So I did a little mourning and grief and, yeah. and took those yeah. big ass branches and put them in my car. And it was hard to get them in my little tiny car, but they're there and they're sitting here and I'm going to make some. I'm making presents and some stuff from them along with the pine. There is a pine species in our neighbor's yard that gifts us its branches oh, all the time. And since we just had a huge ass windstorm. God, it was so windy. But I don't know what type of pine it is. It's not a hemlock, but it's not one of the pines with the really long pine needles. They're the really short pine needles like fir. Yeah, and I'm going to be using that. And I'm going to be using juniper, which is what I brought to the table Let's today talk about for juniper. everybody. Yeah, let's talk about juniper. 
You've seen it. It's the one with the little blue berries, and they're really hard. And one of the things that I talked about on Night Classy was the fact that it's used to make gin. Yeah, it is. And mm, mm, yeah, mm. it is. And here's something just within the last couple of weeks leading up to my birthday. I found myself having a couple of gin martinis. I, I, we, it's so funny. We talk about drinking on the show here. We're not big drinkers. We're not big drinkers, and neither one of us are really big drinkers. It, but having said that, I found myself, I think, four nights in a row, I was having gin martinis. And I was like, uh, da <laughs> what's going on here? But I was like, okay, let's take a step back. And I had a little chat with the goddess. And of course, there I, I also have juniper berries in many of my mm. teas, which I will be sharing in a couple of different of our socials over the next couple of weeks because they're really, really great teas. They're also, they make really great, the berries make really great potpourri mm. for simmering or for burning. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> about juniper. We have juniper out in our yard. It's a hedge. And it, again, not on our property, but comes onto our property. So I'm allowed to cut it on our property, which is so exciting. And plus, we have the best neighbor ever. She wouldn't mind. And so I only take as much as you know I need to and keeping the tree alive. I hate the smell of the juniper branches. I and other people like love them. They smell like cat piss to me. Oh, no. And <laughs> I don't know why, but they do. Got an ammonia but smell, huh? Something like that. But the berries are different for me, and they're wonderful, and they're edible. Uh, please check in. Oh, here's our little disclaimer. Please check in with your doctor. Do not substitute magic or medis uh, herbal medicinals for regular <laughs> medicine. Juniper is also used. So those branches, the reason I bring up the branches is because I'm making some, I'm going to spoil part of your... Yule gift. I can plug my ears I'm if making, you want me to. I'm making sacred smoke bundles Ooh. for people. Yeah. <gasps> and Juniper's going to go in them. And I went ahead and tested one and thought, oh, am I going to hate this smell? Other people do not. And I didn't. I liked it better. Maybe it's because it was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because it was on fire. Exactly. This bundle's on fire. Okay. <laughs> I just had this talk with the goddess about, okay... I'm falling into this martini thing. What's going on? And I just kept hearing juniper. Juniper. You do not need the gin. You might like the gin, but put the gin away. So I've been spending a ton of time the last, it's the 13th today. Today is the that 12th. We're recording the, no, the 12th. It's the 12th of December. So since about November 26th, I've been hanging out a lot with Juniper. And I always hang out with Juniper a little bit during this time of year, you know, do the simmer pot, do the potpourri. But like, we've been hanging. Like, I've been holding it in my hand. I've been carting it around. I've been smelling it and talking to it and researching it. It's a very powerful herb, you all. And I want to tell you a couple of things about it. We're going to read from the book of Fez. <laughs> AKA <laughs> Folk Magic and Healing, an Unusual History of Everyday Plants. Juniper's held a place in folk medicine for many centuries, and it goes back as far as ancient Egypt papyri, where it was recorded as an important ingredient for incense and medicine. And due to its fragrant wood, it was thought to see off many diseases, and during the time of the Black Death would be burnt in a closed room with a patient to cleanse them of the vapors that were believed to cause the plague. And during the 1918... Does this sound familiar at all? Mm. The 19... 
18 outbreak of Spanish flu, a number of hospitals began spraying the oil in the air to prevent the airborne disease from spreading. And interestingly, juniper was one of the most effective oils, along with lavender and thyme. In Yugoslavia and France, hospital wards have been known to burn juniper and rosemary twigs to the same effect. And the rest of this little entry, I encourage you to grab Fez's book. And read it. But I, when I was just starting to spend some time with it, and I thought, I, I should do a little bit more reading. I should revisit that. And I read that about the 1918 uh, influenza. Flu, and I went, uh-huh. Yeah. So I may have made some juniper spritzer and been spraying it around. And so it's really good for banishing, cleansing, but also drawing good fortune to you, hanging it in the boughs. It was one of the original evergreens that were brought into the house from the outside to protect, bring joy, and bring good fortune for the upcoming return of the sun, which is one of the many reasons it's a really good idea to include it around Yule and winter solstice and to put it on the Yule log that you burn, Uh, not the one you eat. I don't think that would taste quite as Good. But tea. You can have tea. It's a good herb to have around when you're dealing with ghosts, for lack of a better word, spirits, umbers. And if you're going to do that type of work around here, like in A Christmas Carol, to mix our holidays here for just a quick moment, it's really good for banishing evil spirits, which we should do a podcast on that, on evil spirits, because I have some really strong feelings and beliefs around that, and I think they might surprise you. First of all, I totally back the spirits in A Christmas Carol because that rich tightwad should have been yeah. sharing the wealth, but... Yeah, hell to the yeah on that one. He was... he. If there's an evil spirit in A Christmas yeah. Carol, it is Ebenezer Scrooge pre-epiphany. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I haven't, and I read a lot about evil, warding off evil spirits. I'm like, I just haven't had experiences with a lot of evil spirits that aren't like corporeal already. Back to Yule, ghost stories, ancestor work are all really great around this time of year as well. We're still in that dark season. We're still dealing with the underworld. Persephone is still under in the underworld. Uh, see where I'm going here? It's a great herb to have around and incorporate into your practice around this time of year. I don't, here's the thing is, I don't know that I believe in evil spirits. I do believe in evil people. Uh, I don't know that I believe in evil yeah. spirits any really, because I feel like, I feel like spirits are just energy and energy is neither, energy technically can't be, like I think can't be like, sub vibration you know what i mean like can't be a Mm -hmm. negative Mm -hmm. technically negative vibration it might feel negative you can have lower energies yeah 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 you might attach negative stories to it but i think that there's things that are harmful Mm -hmm. or hurtful Mm -hmm. or toxic but i don't know that i think that there are evil spirits so i think when we talk about juniper banishing negativity around your house is how I would like to word it. If you get the newsletter, you know, I did a little pathworking exercise that it might be good for you to burn some juniper incense while you Yeah. While you absolutely. do it. Absolutely.
also to go back to, it's not just a, it, it's a happy herb. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it brings joy and happiness and light. And it's about bringing back the light right now. Again, like I said, I celebrate winter solstice a lot more than I celebrate Yule. Now, I am guilty. I am guilty of wrapping Yule into winter solstice. Oh, yeah. Totally. There you have it. And and I am one of those people that stay up all night on winter solstice because if I don't, the sun won't come back, right? <laughs> sure. That, that was the whole tradition in winter sure. solstice. I have to tell you, I fell asleep in 2015. Uh-oh. See what happened? <laughs> it's your fault. See? It's totally my fault, y'all. Um, I like to talk about this every year at Yule to anybody who will listen to me talk about it. So I'm going to bring it up again. Oh, please. I never take for granted and always like to think about the fact that people pre-technology, pre, I don't know, even written language, like long, long ago, ancient people. Right had no way of knowing if the sun was Mm -hmm. going to come back and put absolute faith that their practices would save them. And I think that that is important to remember, particularly on solstices. uh, Because, like, imagine there's so little that we as human beings don't know now. Because information is so readily available. <laughs> oh, oh, that is a loaded statement you just but, said. But right you now. know what I mean. Like we know where earthquakes come from. We know where oh, lightning comes from. Like yeah. when it comes to like natural disasters or natural occurrences, we have a much better idea now of where those come right. from. Human beings are still ignorant in so many ways. That's not the point I'm making. The point I'm making is that we know where the rain comes from. We know how it's made. We know that at the day after the winter solstice, the days are going to start getting longer. Mm -hmm. We just know that. But because of that, we don't have that conscious knowledge or that conscious rather fear that it won't. So that feeling that makes people celebrate the shortest day and longest night of the year, the, the, the like, like lizard brain (laughs) subconscious in our bones is like, super universal because our bodies haven't forgotten Mm -hmm. that our bodies are still so uncertain that the sun is ever going to come back to us and i think that that's interesting and cool and important to think about when you're celebrating big cosmic events like this because we don't have to necessarily as a whole farm right we don't have to depend on our own personal farm to feed our family for the next six months (laughs) yet and like there's just like stuff that we take for granted when it comes to survival so like listen to the little piece of you that's like we're celebrating tonight yeah because it knows things you don't i find joy joy in Samhain ritual and all Oh, sure. Absolutely. But this one in particular, I think part of because of what you mentioned, all the twinkly lights and all the things that we put out in order to celebrate. And I have I have a mistletoe that <laughs> that I got years ago, like in high school. So like 1980s, y'all. And I've had this and for 
ever, and we bring it out every year, especially when the kids were young and we didn't want to have mistletoe in the house because, you know, it is a parasite and it is poisonous. So please be careful with your mistletoe if you hang it around animals because it is bad for them. Don't let them eat it. But anyway. Also, don't kiss people that don't want your kisses. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> that too. <laughs> but we would hang the mistletoe in, in the archway, and that's where we would you know, stop and smooch for a long time. And we still have the mistletoe. I love that. I do too. So that's one of our traditions. And I also do the Yule log. We save, we save our tree from the year before and decorate it with pine and juniper and cedar and all of these things. And, and then cinnamon sticks and orange is the other thing that I put on our Yule log. And then we burn that. Sometimes I burn one at at solstice slash yule mm-hmm. which is the 21st of december everybody by the way i don't think we meant God, it's really coming up isn't it yeah it really is or i i save it through to epiphany to january 6th because that's when tammy likes to she was raised catholic so we still celebrate epiphany upside down day they talk about it in hunchback of notre dame if you've ever seen that Disney film. Topsy-turvy day? Topsy-turvy day. That's Topsy January 6th. turvy Everything is upsy-daisy. Where a peasant becomes a king. I know that whole song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't have a tree this year yet. We're still talking about getting one. And we're also talking about trying to get a live one from here on out. And we think we finally found a place that does that. We just then have to find a place to plant it afterward. But, oh, the kind that comes with the root bundle? Yeah. Those are so cool. Yeah. I, we just, we haven't figured out where we would plant one yet. But the real reason is, is because y'all, I am, if I don't chicken out, which I am, I just had a little bit of a cold and I remembered what it's like to be sick and I don't like it, y'all. I do not like it. And I did all my, um, I did all my Western medicine, medicinal stuff. My doctor recommended, I won't call it Western medicine. My naturopathic recommended get rid of the cold and also my magic stuff. And so it didn't last very long. I've still got a teeny bit of a sore throat while we're talking today, but it's only been three days and I'm starting to feel better already, which is great. Great. It made me realize how much I really hate being sick and I don't want to be sick and I haven't been very sick except for my usual crap. We're supposed to travel. We're supposed to get on a plane. Ooh, yeah. I know. I'm really nervous about it. Really not sure I'm going to do it. But if so, I'll be traveling on Solstice. I'll be in a hotel in San Francisco on Solstice for the first time ever. So I'm already doing some pre-land spirit stuff here at the house, prepping something really big for the full moon on the 18th, which you, if you download this on the day it comes out, you'll hear this before the full moon. The 18th is going to be a great day. Yeah. As long as everybody can make it, I have D&D that day. I have a nail appointment. I'm so excited about it. Oh my gosh. It's like getting manicures is like the one thing that I would do to treat myself when I was, like I'm still living paycheck to paycheck, but when I was (laughs) really, really living paycheck to paycheck, like I would save tips so that once a month I could get my nails done. It was like the one spoil myself thing I would do. Oh, nice. So I'm excited about that. And then that night is the candle night special that the McElroy family puts out. So <gasps> this is not sponsored. This is not a plug. But if you enjoy a really fun, goofy time that the proceeds will benefit a really great charity, check out uh, the McElroy family candle nights. Tickets are on sale and I have mine and I'm very excited. So it's a live event? 
It is a pre-recorded event because there's a there's a segment from a bunch of different podcasts and like special mm-hmm. guests. Before in the before times, it was a live event that they did in West Virginia. It is virtual now, and it means they can do some more really fun stuff like skits and and I bits and things. Yeah. So so Saturday is gonna be great, and then the next day I am getting my tattoo hopefully finished, but if not finished, almost finished. Oh wow! How exciting. That yeah. sounds so cool. I'll be writing all day that day. That's Woo-woo. the writing group with Teresa. And then I'll be doing my full moon thing that night. Yay. Yeah. So, Corey, what are some of the things that you would suggest to our listeners that they can do on solstice slash Yule? And I am going to keep saying that, y'all, because I really lean towards the solstice. And I think maybe you lean a little bit more towards the Yule. Is that right? I lean more towards the solstice. I just think Yule is easier to say. Yeah, I'm a winter solstice baby as well. Things I think you should do leading up to or on the solstice, I think, is if you're able, you should stay up Yeah. and see the sunrise. Or set an alarm and get up at the sunrise yeah. to yeah, capture yeah, that first alarm. light. Yeah. Because some, some people, me, <laughs> just can't pull all-nighters anymore. And, you know, that's okay. Uh, I think that you should... At least one night, if not that night, one night leading up, you should go out when it's late, like two in the morning, and just give the air around you a big smell. Because you can smell ice crystals in the air, and you can, like, feel the cold. And it just, like, is nice. Maybe have yourself a nice hot cup of tea while you're doing that. I also think if you're able to get to a green space or hug it your hands yeah or hug it and get your hands on some pine needles you have to pick them you can just like put your hands around like a pine bough give it a little rub and then smell your hands because then you're gonna smell like Mm -hmm. pine and it's a great smell and it's just so evocative of Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. winter time and the holidays um, I've just noticed that like oh, all yeah. my things are like very. I think that's great, based. and and of course everybody keep in mind your allergies and all that good kind of stuff. Yes, yes, obviously if yeah. you're like allergic to pine or pitch or anything, yeah, do what I just said because that is not great. My spending daughter would be solstice, in the hospital. Yeah, spending the winter solstice with anaphylaxis is not. It's nobody's idea of a good time. I'm gonna keep adding a couple things. Grab that candle, a flame. I think solstice is an amazing time to do some divinatory work and allow yourself to really lean into the facets of the flame and chill out and meditate on that. I think that's really great. I also think that this is another really great time for ancestor work. If you're into that sort of thing, and it doesn't have to be your ancestors. Remember, there are a lot of great spirits out there. So if you're like, uh, don't want my family around, I actually, y'all, I set a plate out for Solstice Yule for ancestors or a couple plates. There's one in particular. My uh, my cousin's birthday was on the 21st and he passed away in 2005. He was 20 days younger than me. And so I always set a plate of food out for him. But I also set a plate out for orphans, <laughs> for kind spirits that may not have a place to hang during the holidays. Sounds kind of silly, but I do it. And I have spirits that show up every year around this time of year. So that's really, really fun. So if you're into that, that's a really great thing to do. The Yule Log. I would I would suggest also two things. Mm-hmm. One thing, write yourself a little journal entry or a note and think about three things that you love about 
like the really long mm-hmm. nights and the dark and the and the cold and then write three things that you're looking forward to as the days get mm. longer oh that's a nice one because it's not all darkness no nope. you know darkness isn't bad it's Are just you dark kidding? i love and dark and if you can sleep sleep yeah <laughs> Oh, God. I love yeah, that sleep. Yeah, I mean, well, maybe not right thing, on solstice night, but, you know, sleep right. during the day so you can stay up that night. That's what I Yeah, do. enjoy the nighttime because a lot of us have so much, like, light pollution that it's mm-hmm. difficult to see stars. And, and sometimes it can be kind of disillusioning to be like, man, well, what's the point? It's just dark. But, like, That's it's, what enjoy my wife it. got me for my birthday was a telescope, y'all. Shut I up. Know. I know. I'm going to come over and use it. Just so Yeah, you, know you are. You really are. So if it's clear... Before that, since I'm traveling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. (laughs) Let's get that telescope going. But the other thing I would say is make something with your hands. It doesn't have to be a craft project. It doesn't have to be a food necessarily, but like make something. It doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be cute. It doesn't have to be art. Just like make something that didn't exist before out of something else. And that's what I was also going to say about the Yule Log. You can put petitions for the year, things you want for the year, intentions on your Yule Log as you decorate it. Or you can put petitions of things you'd like to burn away from the last year and not carry with you into the next year. Going back to the library... Remember in Yule lore, we've got the Holly King and the Oak King, that whole folklore going on this night. This night is also in Yule lore, the transference of power from the Oak King to the Holly King. And then the Oak King comes back in summer. So it's a, it's a transfer. It's a, it's, and that is a symbol of transformation. Another thing yeah. this you, night and this season is about. And the solstice is all about transformation. So make something out of something else. <laughs> and specifically for specifically for the holiday. Not just like I'm working on a couple craft projects right now. I'm but I would make something specifically for the holiday. Yeah, and see, my go to make something is the Yule log, the the non edible one, but the edible one as well. The other thing I was gonna suggest to do going back to Corey's going out to nature thing even if you're in an apartment building and you can find any sort of green space or any sort of earth bundle yourself up really Mm -hmm. well depending on where you are please be safe but if you can take your socks and shoes off and step on the ground sometime that daytime not during the nighttime before the longest night gets there and just see if you can feel what's going on in the earth now if you're in sub-degree weather, please don't no. do this. Do not do this. But if you're someplace safe where you can do it, go for it. Or if you have a potted plant in your house, put your fingers in the dirt and just see if you can connect to that earth as we start to welcome back the light. Yeah. That's a good ritual. Because we're in the Northwest, I go out and I put my feet on you the got ground. No, yeah. You got no green space? You got no house plants? Take a trip to your local QFC or Safeway and just stand by the wreath display on the outside of the store and just get, just fucking sniff it in, man. The sensory, the smell, the smell sense is so, I can't, I can't advocate for (laughs) it enough, especially this time of year. Well, speaking of twinkly lights, do you want to send up some sparks? Yeah, I do. 
you seem really jazzed. I can't wait to hear about yours. Somebody introduced me to Bardcore. Corey, have you heard of Bardcore? <laughs> Maybe. Now there are somebody whom I used to know. <laughs> that is a lyric that is rewritten for somebody that I used to know for Bardcore medieval style cover with vocals. Ah, uh, I have heard of this. Yes. You want to be happy on Yule and Solstice? Yeah, there's a version of Jolene. Yes. There is a version of holding out for a hero. So holding out for a hero, I just have to tell you the original lyrics. Some, somewhere after midnight in my wildest fantasy, somewhere just beyond my reach, there's someone reaching back at me. Here are the bardcore lyrics. Their version is, ere long at the witching hour within my reverie, somewhere just beyond the veil, someone reacheth out for me. You all, they're on YouTube, they're on Spotify, and they are making me just beyond. <laughs> I am just so happy. I can hardly stand myself. I'm just so I, happy. I so, want to let you know, also, you when we logged on to Zoom earlier, yeah. I could hear you singing along to it. <laughs> oh, could you? Just belting. And I was like, Dada, Dada, hey, buddy. I was and trying. I was like, she doesn't have her headphones on. She can't hear me at all. <laughs> oh, there you go. So, yeah. It was great. It was very happy for me. Yeah. That's my that's my spark. It. And I think it, I think because it's medieval music, it totally goes with winter solstice and Yule. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, totally. 100%. So, like I said, I, I experienced some frustrations in my research today. And one of those was that I just kept coming across the Yule Ball and Harry Potter stuff. And that got me thinking about turfy, turfy JK Rowling. Oh. So yeah, and she's put herself in the spotlight again, being talked about on TikTok and Twitter right now. What I would like to do today is shout out two organizations that I think that you should go check out. And if you have the funds to donate as your gift this holiday season, and if you don't, just to check out and avail yourself of the knowledge and perhaps share it. And that is the uh, LGBTQ Freedom Fund. And that helps LGBT youth who have been incarcerated for God knows what stupid reason. And so please go check that out. And then the other one is somosfamiliavalle.org, which is an LGBTQ uh, group out of California. These are places that are doing the real good work here and protecting particularly queer and trans youth. Uh, and remember, trans rights are human's rights and being queer shouldn't be a crime. And this is a particularly hard time for queer youth right now whose parents have rejected them. Yeah, So exactly. It's yeah. a family-oriented time, and some people, their family, heckin' sucks. So shine that bright, bright mm. Yule light, that twinkly, twinkly, wintry star, whether it's a gift of money or attention, checking out those yeah. Or donation of old and clothes to, like... Yes! Houses. Clothes, food. Coats. Remember, not just, not just, like non-perishable cans and stuff but if you can find a kitchen near you or a shelter like bread fruit yeah. things like that because you know a can of beans is great but like if you have nothing to cook it on i heard this great thing too about donating macaroni and cheese but you also need the butter and the milk to go with that so yeah if you can yes. donate anything like that any a little bit extra from your grocery 
week. Yeah. That'll go a long way this winter. Let that little light shine. Yeah. That's my spark this week. Happy Yule, everyone. Happy winter solstice. Happy winter solstice. And happy, you know, if you're a Christian witch, happy Christmas. Yeah. And if you're any other number of winter festival holidays that we didn't get into, (laughs) I hope that they're beautiful and bright and full of delicious food and sparkles. Yeah. Until next time. Until next time. Harm none. Be well. And don't forget... You are magic. Thank you so much for listening. And we'd like to ask you to rate and review us on Apple Podcast. And to press the little plus sign on Spotify to add us to your episodes. You can also find us on iHeartRadio and just about anywhere where you listen to podcasts. But if you want to reach out and talk to us, you can email us at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. That's where you can sign up for the newsletter or just ask us questions and hang out. You can catch us on Twitter at bonfirebabble or on Facebook at bonfirebabblepodcast or on Instagram at bonfirebabblepodcast, which is where we spend most of our time. Yes. We are also... Hooray! On TikTok now at Bonfire Babble Podcast. Thank you, Corey. Woohoo! Woohoo! Uh, it's a little baby page right now, but we are recording things and putting them up. And our website will also start to have a lot more information, and that is bonfirebabble.com. You can also reach out to us in a more tangible way. We have a P.O. Box now, which is P.O. Box 16341. Seattle, Washington, 98116. We would like to acknowledge that we are on the traditional land of the first people of Seattle. The Duwamish people, past and present, and honor with gratitude the land itself and the Duwamish tribe. For more information, reach out to realrent.org.